I think the best thing about a black lady sketch show and what makes it so different from other sketch shows out there is not only that it's black ladies, right? But we get to create this universe that's specifically cast, but universally funny. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today is a special one. I have a very long, long time friend who's giving me a little bit of her time. You know what I'm saying? And she all the way, she all the way on the, feel like she on the whole other side of the world. You know, which is that's that's how we go. You know what I'm saying? Squads reach out. We all have moved away. From, from my homeland, from my second homes, all those different things. But the person that I'm bringing up to y'all is someone that, especially me, for several reasons. Not only is she an artist in every single respect of right, because she's multi-talented, being able to become someone else, being able to act as a whole new being, not just simply being, but complex. complexly being another individual but also being able to to capture a note and give you some vocal every now and again you know what i'm saying when you need it when it's necessary when it's necessary but also have this beautiful grasp of the the you know modern english language and possibly even maybe even give you a little bit of something else when necessary you know And being able to put those words together in such eloquence that it just makes you just be like, what'd she just say? <laughs> and so I have to bring it all down and, and make it all fantastical in this introduction when I introduce my sis, Bria Henderson. How you doing, uh, girl? Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a yeah. great introduction. Look, look. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I've been working on my intros, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I've been I've well, been you, telling people I gotta I gotta make sure they understand and make them comfortable right in that right in that you know what I'm saying like I want you to you, well, you did you at it. home and you, you good did it. this is the friend people are just listening in on me and you you know right I'm so excited I'm, I'm so excited, excited too Thank I'm you. excited too and I do want to know do I definitely want to know first like yeah because it's been a long time since me and you have talked and caught up <clears throat> me right. me and Bria literally used to fucking play improv games together at Juwan's house. And, Facts. And like, Facts. <laughs> it was a Facts. good time. And I think about those Staying moments home, anytime I'm right in Chicago. In right. And we, like, I see some, I meet either uh, other uh, improvisationists and, or go to see a show and stuff like that. And I'd be like, damn, man, this reminds me of, I wonder what Bria and Maya are doing right now. I wonder what Juwan's right. doing right now. And no, it's just Facts. a vibe. It's great energy. And I've always just been impressed by the out and I think Bria, you and Maya were honestly one of the two like best examples of what a spellmanite was for me. Oh. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because it was like this sense of like, 
okay, how y'all look, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm in school Ooh. for. And I think y'all were one of the two who were just head on living in what y'all wanted to be. Because I yeah. feel like every other Spelman night was, okay, so I'm a political science major with like a minor in dance. Or I'm a, you know, a economics major with a, you know, um, a minor in acting. You know, it was always <laughs> this kind of like my, you know, what pays the bills and why my parents are paying for. And paying this for, is what I yeah. really want to do. But y'all yeah. always seem to give me this very, we come in here to do our shit. We study yeah. our shit. We're going to handle business, but we're going to do what we want to do to be where oh, we want to be. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. And it's a beautiful I'm gonna thing. I'm going to take that. Yes. Yeah. Take yeah, it, I'm please. Take, take yeah. all of it. Take all of it. But don't yeah. no, tell me what you've been doing and what you're doing now. Oh, Lord. Um, so it's been a while, I know. It has been a while. Um, so after Spelman, um, I graduated. I Three months later, I went right into grad school at the Damn. University of Washington in Seattle. Um, and that was a three-year program. So I worked to get my master's in fine arts and acting, um, which is a, yeah, which is a terminal degree with a lot of hard work. Um, I think that's when I learned who I truly was in those three years. I thought I knew who I was at Spelman. Mm -hmm. But grad school truly showed me who Bria was. Um, I think I needed the isolation from the the culture of Spelman and the culture of what that also comes with. Yep. Um, that you're not prepared for and that also can kind of block and stunt growth in, in many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so grad school definitely just prepared me to become a better person, which then prepared me to become a better performer and a better artist and to explore the kind of artistry that I really want to put out in the world. And I graduated from that program last year in April. And then I was um, invited to come and do a showcase with um, NBC's network hey. last year. Um, they have like this diversity showcase program where they bring in different actors from different backgrounds and they bring us together. We do scenes and we showcase in front of the industry in LA and then from there, I decided that L.A. needed to be my home. I really wanted to move back East Coast and go to uh, move to New York. But um, God had different plans. Mm -hmm. So I officially um, moved to L.A. in January. And I've just been back and forth between L.A., New York, um, and home, which is Richmond, Virginia, um, on and off for about, what, like nine months now. And now I'm currently in the thick of working on a new show that's coming out next year. Hey, um, new yeah. show? Yeah, new show. It's called Mrs. America. It's going to be on FX with um, uh, Kate Blanchett as the leading force and the, the captain of the ship. She'll be playing Phyllis Schlafly, who was... A, a political, uh, you could say, like a political <laughs> activist mm. uh, in the 1970s. She did not believe that the Equal Rights Amendment should be passed because she believed that women should stay in the homes and women should continue to be uh, inferior to men. And oh, she, she was, yeah, she was afraid that if women became equal to men, then uh, women who were wives and had children would not get the support if, if there was a divorce or women could start, you know, get women could get drafted into the war. And those were fears that she had and other fears that she had around the bill being passed. And so a lot of people forget, I think, that time in history where during that time she was anti-ERA and there was another force being created and a movement being built. And that was the pro-ERA. And that was all the women of second wave feminists who led that movement. Um, your Gloria Steinem, uh, your Flo Kennedy's, um, 
and uh, who else? Who else? And uh, Shirley Chisholm. Those those women who were the head of that, and that was around the time Shirley Chisholm was trying to run for president. Um, a lot of history that you just don't that we don't spend time in history class learning, and how mm-hmm. like it was this huge women like women's movement that happened. It was like women versus women. Yeah. Um, and it, it it was cool, and like now now they are doing a limited series. FX is producing a limited limited series on that movement and showcasing all of these women. And it's some I am enjoying it. I play Margaret Sloan, who was a real life activist in the seventies, who also um, founded the National Black Feminist Organization in nineteen seventy three. And um, mm. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm having yes. a lot of fun. Who she is? Um, Look at you playing a movement shaker of the past, girl. <laughs> because she was a poet um she has this book out so i got to read some of her poetry um and a speaker and just a just a all about women's rights all about feminism all about black feminism specifically um and she stood for a lot of different movements and she was a force and we, we don't know about her and so i am honored and humbled that I get to, you know, kind of bring her to some screens. So that's what I've been working on. And other than that, auditioning, I also teach improv as well. I coach as well. Yeah, I just have my hands in different things, you know, just trying to make it work. Trying to make it work. I love this, Bria. Thank you. you. I I, I cannot wait. I'm so, so excited and nervous. FX. There's so many different feelings I have. I, I bet. I bet. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> so, I bet. Because it, it, it's see. a lot of weight on. It's a weight on the characters. It's weight on the, weight the period. On, yeah. It, yeah, especially yeah. being a period that's not you know covered as often or kind of right. you know, jumped over right. a lot in history. And this is my first TV show, so it's a lot. It's a exactly. lot of different feels. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm but look, I'm, I'm here grateful. For it. I'm oh, here for you. it. And I know you're gonna do great. It's, it's it, This is only the start to many more things. IMDb is going to be heavy in a minute, girl. I can see it. Oh, come on, claim um, it. Come <laughs> on, IMDb, claim it. Heavy. Heavy, heavy. No. Heavy, heavy. But let's let's jump right into yes. the first segment being the Twitter check-in. All right? Twitter check-in, yes. So, the Twitter check-in is essentially me and my guest talking about <clears throat> something that occurred on Twitter in some shape, way, shape, or form. Today mm-hmm. was bland to me. <clears throat> I feel like mm-hmm. it was a lot of, it was just a lot of just okay news. So I'll have to expand my mind into the week. And the thing that happened that made my week because, <laughs> because it just made me feel good. And that was seeing the beautiful Issa Rae mm-hmm. post that they finally started on the first day of shooting. For season four, they did of HBO's Insecure. They sure and, did. Yes. And so I, I really just want to like talk about really quickly my love for the show. Ask you if you have any love for the show and anything you would want to <laughs> say or are expecting to see or any feels about it because I mm-hmm. feel really good about this upcoming season. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But. I'll start with you. What? How do? You, how did you feel when you seen this? And how do you feel about the show entirely? Oh wow! Okay, one I love Insecure. Um, I have been an Easter Ray fan for a long time. Man. I was back when she was doing the Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl on YouTube, and I think she was like giving us a video maybe every Thursday. And I remember just like waiting till Thursday to, to watch the next episode. And um, even recently, I went back to look at her formula of how she did that and how. It, I don't think people know this, but I think as she saw the interest grow for Awkward Black Girl, she made 
the episodes longer every mm. time she posted a new episode, which was so smart that because that's just smart. more, that's developing more content, giving us more things that we want. Mm. And then to see her career just take off, I mean, from like just working with her friends to film Awkward Black Girl with not the best quality at all. And then now getting a whole slot with HBO. I mm-hmm. think it's amazing. And now she's producing left and right. And she's also, you know, branched off into the acting world even more, getting other, you know, other gigs as well. So she is someone that I definitely keep my eye on when it comes to something, of, like when it comes to the, like the trajectory of my career as well. But I love Insecure. I think it's smart. I do think it is our modern day. It's our millennial, um, it's our millennial living single. Um, mm. in, in a way, in many ways, and so I cannot wait to see what they're gonna do for season, um, season four. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I, you, all, I thought she was going. I thought I was going to have to holler and scream because I was literally thinking. Because I, I said it before to Juwanza and all of my all of my other friends about this. To me, feels like if Martin was intentional about kind of like constructive like constructive screenwriting within the relationship side of Mm. the show. So it's Mm -hmm. millennial. It's still very millennial, still within the times, but I still think it's going to weigh the test of times because there's so much very human things and very basic things. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship things that are occurring on the show. Like, I think I think so vividly when it comes to the conversation that Lawrence had with his father and you seeing that contrast of how he handled this whole situation with Issa and how he's his father's, you know, advising him, you know, me and your mama brought baggage in and we we had to figure out how the hell we was going to carry all of this. Like We had to work it out. We had to do what we ever whatever we had to do. And I think the crazy thing about it is I think this is the first time in a long time that a, there's this is a show that people didn't try to otherize and see as oh, okay that's a show for chicks oh okay that's a du- show for yeah, dudes that's a show yeah. for for woke black women that's a show for right. so on and so forth it was such a great writing and so so much realness that everybody started to see themselves in it and I know I, I remember seeing so many men who watched it, who got, who corralled around it, you know, promoting team Lawrence and all these different things and got so insulted by certain things that would occur because they seen themselves. They would have, they would have, might, might've been a dude who was a bum on the couch. Facts. They might've been a dude who let themselves go, let uh, like was laying on their laurels and sit there and not doing anything with themselves. If someone has expectations for you, someone's looking at you like, I'm here for you. I want to support you, but what do I have to support? What do I have right. to do with you? What do I have to do for you? And then on top of that, there's this uh, this narcissism at play that I think he showed that I think a lot of men possess. And I think that was why it was this connection. And that's why I was like, yeah, I tune in. I, I like it or whatever, you know. But I like it for this and that. And it's like, okay, you can say that, but I'm going to keep it real. I seen myself a lot in a lot of those episodes. So I just like... I love this. I can't wait for it to come. I can't back. wait to what she's gonna do. Yeah, I, I don't I just know what can't the wait. hell she's gonna do. It's I gonna have be no idea. She set herself up to really do whatever, anything. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the dope part yeah. about it. And I think she's really showing us right now how to be not only a boss, not to only be a star, but just to play so many roles, so many hats, and to just really actualize a dream. And I think that's just yes. something because no, like there's no other, like she is an innovator in a sense of like, there was no in between step. She went from awkward black girl 
writing a book to having a show. Yeah. And, that, and like that usually don't happen in that order. It usually don't happen in that way. There's usually another step. She should have been on somebody else's sitcom. She should have been on a few movies and a few different supporting roles for her to exactly. get the, the possible chance to be able to because everyone pitches. Everyone gives out, you know, sales pilots that never get picked up, all different types of things. But for some reason, she was always seen. She 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 made it and she got there and it's quality is undeniable and we here in the fourth season and we cannot wait and next year can't come fast enough <laughs> i know it can't i, it just, really I can't. just can't wait i just love the friendship the the sisterhood that that is shown and just being someone who is young and still trying to figure themselves out like you know mm-hmm. like molly is definitely established kelly is established and um oh well, who what is amanda sills character name tiffany. i can't think of it tiffany they're established and i feel like Issa is the one that's playing the one that's still trying to figure it out but how you and even though you can be around women who are like hey i have this and i have that like i just love it i love it how they're all on their different paths mm-hmm. and when it comes to their love lives it's all like no one has gotten it right and so it's great to just see <laughs> yes just see. all yeah just seeing all and these different women who are completely different who look different and then the comedy of it and then the, then when it gets real it all it's like oh this is taking me on a roller coaster because sometimes you, you come for the laugh and then some real stuff happened you be like wow that hurt that hits home like ooh, yes. that is true like yes. Issa, do better <laughs> you know like, like ooh, stuff girl. like that Ooh. Girl, what's you doing? Yeah, you need to you need to clean it up. But that's <laughs> right. that's that's why we love it. That's why we love right. it. Right. But yeah, so I can't wait. Let's move on to a great segue into a segue into a segue being the praisem shout out, who is also the topic of discussion, a part of the topic of discussion of this specific oh, yes. podcast. And that being the praisem shout out goes to Robin Thede. Yeah, for obvious Robin. for obvious reasons. So yes. <laughs> when it came, she when it came to producing this show called a Black Lady Sketch Show, great title, great name. They're leaning in into all of it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to shout out because I watched the rundown. I watched you know the nightly show with Larry Wilmore, so I definitely was familiar to her on screen work, and certainly thought that she was extremely smart. And thought that she was definitely a, a, a had a great presence, had a very distinctive voice, uh, literally and, and and from a writing perspective. So it's like, okay, this is refreshing. You want to? I love to continuously see di- you know diversity within black women being shown on screen because I think that's the only way we can truly you know destroy the myth of the monolith. And I think right. um, for her, I love that this was something that got picked up and and I and finding out and doing my little bit of research, listening to these interviews, it happened fairly fairly fast. <laughs> it happened fairly mm, fast from her okay. pitching pitching the show to getting the it's show done and it becoming a thing. Almost being approved for the show and literally a year after the fact the show then came out, which doesn't usually happen in that way. But uh mm-hmm. the people over there at HBO are trying to get a lot of things happen. And I think it had a lot to do with um the connection to Issa Rae being a part of that show, and oh, yeah. I think, and I think that all of that, all of that being, 
all that being said, I think it's interesting, you know, how those connections and how all it takes is that one person getting in to allow another thing to get in and for that to then become a chain reaction. And I think she deserves so much praise for creating this beautiful, beautiful show. And I want to yes. know what, what did you think and what do you what, would you praise Robin Thede for? Um, well, I would just say shout out to her for like being revolutionary, like yes. one, a black lady sketcher like that alone. The title alone is something that we've never seen, never, never heard. I don't even think people could ever imagine us seeing something so simple for black women to do because black women are funny, you know, and we play many characters and we are complex and we can do all these things and we've been doing it for years. And now to have a show on a network like HBO dedicated to us every Friday night, I think is revolutionary. I think it's huge. I think it's groundbreaking. And I'm really excited to see what, where this is going to take us. You know, I can go all the way back to um, mad TV was my favorite sketch show. Yeah. And the woman who would, the black woman, her name is Deborah. I cannot think of her last name. Deborah Wilson. Yes, maybe Deborah, Deborah Wilson. Let me fact check that maybe, real quick. Let me make sure. And she, like, was, yes, it is Deborah Wilson. Mm. Deborah Renee Wilson. Get the mm. full name, y'all. Yeah. She just insanely talented. Her comedic timing was incredible. She had some of the best, most iconic parodies and impersonations. Hands down, as a black woman, like hands down, yes. you got Maya Rudolph, yes. you got now Leslie, you got um, oh, I can't think of these other people names, but you have these black women who were, you know, who was doing the the sketch, who um, in Living Color, you know, mm-hmm. that that went on to do great things. But I do think that pioneered the seed of a black lady sketch show. So I cannot wait to see where it goes from here because it really can go anywhere, and I'm really excited. Me too. Very excited. Me too. Me yeah. too. And I, and I think the fact that they're in they're, that people are finding themselves being able to create in places where there are no bounds is yeah. like the most perfect combination of things. Because then you know, like going to a place like HBO is great because you know the things you can tap into. You know that you can get as real and as raw as you want to be, and to express certain things that to a you know a very commercial very you know prime time you know network that's like we, we may need to tone this down or this may be misunderstood and all those different things and i do think we're at a point now where blackness shouldn't continuously be filtered it's like we need to start giving yes. ourselves because people need to start because people don't even know they give up like i, I see it right. so often where there's this people push things as this black show and so on and so forth and then the content comes out and it feels you know slightly watered down and people give up on it people may not like and something you find you find so many people who like i like the show i can't believe it went away but it's kind of like it, it didn't grasp everyone it didn't see everyone they felt like they were missing the mark in certain ways but i think the things that have been extremely authentic have given us, you know, those really truly just black ass things in it, and they're and they're not these characters. They're just realness. I think those are the things that always have seen to hold the test of time. But facts. let's get into it. A black lady sketch show, and the and the facts are just facts. The fact that they are the first show to <laughs> have <laughs> a all black 
female cast, the cast, first show to yeah. have an all-black writer's room, a black director, a black executive producer, a black female executive producer, to have um, diversity within that uh, writer's room as well, being people from the diaspora, people of different mm -hmm. sexualities. I think it's extremely impressive, but also alarming as hell to see exactly how slow-moving you know, progress and changes, even in in the in the very thing that that um, positions itself to be the most progressive thing, you know, right. I think the right. arts and the arts have always seemed to be this thing of you know, you know, yeah, we 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 have to, you know we have people working who are, who are all different and things like this. We're for diversity, right? right. Genuinely for diversity, and I think right. I would love to know what you have seen in your time within the industry of how 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 diversity really is is seen in this very i do think it's this very interesting and weird relationship that i think you know even when you just think about the term and how it's being utilized and how you have to be able to see like when it's authentic diversity being you know being attempted and and, and also when there's like this forced diversity being attempted because like we look it's a trend right now People, it's selling things. People are making great money off of having black women in things or leading things. I would love to know what your insight is on that. Um, I just feel like right now, even with a lot of content being made for, for black people, for the mm -hmm. culture, which is amazing and great. And it's a wave that we have not seen yep. ever. And it's happening now. We're in, the, we're in it now, which is amazing. I just can't wait to see what happens next. And, what else people are going to put out there and get to put out there. I just do. I also feel that diversity only gets implemented and really acted upon when it's convenient. Mm. And so <clears throat> when you see a black lady sketch show and the things that they're covering, it's like, Whoa, they saying things. I didn't think, you know, <laughs> but like HBO uses HBO is a great network. So HBO usually allows it all to be shown, which is great. But it's great to see shows like A Black Lady Sketch Show and Insecure that they don't have a filter, you know? They show us in, the, in our fullness, in our complexities. We don't have to um, present ourselves in a way that um, white people can eat and enjoy and feel comfortable eating and chewing on. Um, but I do still feel like diversity is only being acted upon and implemented when it is comfortable and convenient. Like when it's being, when it's being like protest, like we need to see more people of color. We need to see this. We need to see these stories. And it's like, okay, okay, let's yeah, find that man. one person. Let's find that one thing that we can put out there to shut them up for a little bit. And then let's keep going with our, you know, our thing. So we are on, we are on a rise with the content that we see. We're on a rise with more people of color taking positions of producers, of executive producers, of showrunners, of writers, of, of head writers, of, of the actors and actresses that get to be put on the screen, but also the people that are behind the screen that actually run the circus. Um, I think a lot of people, well, a lot of consumers don't understand that these TV shows that you're watching, there are about a thousand people that have to green light it, have to run it, that have some hand in having that show right in front of, like right, right on your screen. Yeah. There's like a whole machine that happens, you know? Exactly. Um, and a lot of no's that happen. A lot of no's, but there's a lot of no's before you get that one yes to make such a revolutionary thing uh, like a Black Lives sketch show, like Insecure, like these other amazing shows that are happening. And so I... I have a huge respect to Oprah, you know, who has 
created a platform where she can decide what she wants to put on her network. And mm-hmm. she's giving power to Ava DuVernay, who started, like, who who didn't get her, her like, uh, her real start until the age of 32, you know, yeah. with, with no background, just being a part of the industry, being, in, I think, PR. Yeah, she was I think. a publicist, yeah. Uh, yeah, a publicist. And... And she had a story to tell, and Oprah gave her that shot, which is, I think, amazing because Ava DuVernay is, I, she is a gatekeeper, one of our gatekeepers. Honestly, Incredible she too. tells our stories very well, and she is like, she's our like our political gatekeeper. Like, she does the hard thing. She's one of the one of the ones who does the hard thing by putting truth out there that is not easy to digest. Mm-hmm. That can be hated on. That can get a lot of backlash from because it is so. It's just when they see us has truly blew, blew me away, um, in many ways. And I had to watch it as just a black woman. I also had to watch it as a black woman with a a, a, a black brother. I had to watch it as a as a, a. I had to watch it knowing that I was a black child. I also had to watch it as just an actor and an artist. Yeah. And I just grew an even bigger respect for her. So I do believe that we have our gatekeepers. We have the people who are pioneering for us and who are pushing our stories. You have the Easter Rays, the Ava DuVernay's, the Oprah's, the Tyler Perry's. The, I mean, you can name them, the Spike Lee's. You have them. And there's so many more, too. And I can't wait till others get a chance to, to push the content that we so want and we so deserve and we so desire. I, um, I think everyone needs to be seen in every show. And there is more and there are more people. There are more filmmakers. There are more storytellers that are coming through. And they, they just have to like get that one shot and that one chance. And sometimes it's not because of a diversity pool. Sometimes it's just by someone tapping them, you know? Yeah. You, you so. said so much. And I, I think only thing I can genuinely add from being a person who creates and consumes heavily i think i've always i've always been a person who just believes that there's so much still not done yet like it's so much still yeah. left to do and and, and it, it baffles me that you know we're in a place now that we're still just you know fighting to get into some of these rooms and people are still trying to figure out well we don't know what to put out or you know we're, we're trying to find great ideas and great stories and now I just think about like where do you want to start you know like there's still there's there haven't been people in these rooms for so long imagine the stories the yeah the the, the, the narratives that have yet to be told fictional and non-fictional you haven't even yeah. been inside the brains of the of the right people to get that type of creativity right. to get that originality and, and- and those people just like seeing Issa Rae work only makes me ignites me more to say, Bria, write your stories. You have stories, yeah. write them. Yeah. And not to judge my stories as if like, well, no one's going to care about that. But it's yeah. like, how do you know until you do it? You know, mm-hmm. there are so many stories out here that I don't watch, but someone else is consuming it and it's successful. You know, like yeah. everyone's story needs to be told. And um, yeah, it, it ignites me because it's like, yo, I, I, I want to be seen and I want someone who has done, like, who has lived a life that's similar to mine, who can connect with me, be seen as well. And um, as artists and as activists, we that is our duty and our right. And so it's good that we have, now we have people to look up to that are close in age to us that we can say, oh, we, I can do that, you know? Yeah. Back then, we didn't have that. As Spelman, I didn't have that many Black women that I could say I felt I saw myself in them in many ways. Mm-hmm. 
there were some ways, but not in many ways, where it's like, whoa, you're actually doing the thing and you low-key kind of look like me. Wow. You know, um, that's groundbreaking. A black lady special, like just imagine the young black girls who are the clowns of their classroom. They will see themselves like they can tune in and watch a skit on Instagram or Twitter and be like, oh, my gosh, look at all these black women being funny and goofy. I, that's me. Yes. You know, and that's so, me. yeah, it's it's ama- I think it's amazing. I think, I, it's amazing. I think it's I think it's exactly what is needed. It's 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 if life was if life and what's missing in the industry is a CVS receipt, that's just long for no damn reason. Because <laughs> we only got a few things on there. There's still so much left to go. Still so much to check off. Yeah. Like, what is this? What is this? We haven't gotten to this yet. We still have mm-hmm. done nothing close to this yet. When it's just there, it's simple. And people are trying to figure out how how did you capture this brilliance? And it's like, we're, we're literally just talking about life. We're really yes. not like we're that's being the, ourselves. We're just talking about what we talk about with our friends. Yes, that and you that know thing, that that you know just to jump back to insecure really quick. That's what made the show brilliant and and so impactful. It's because it stopped pushing the you know yes people are magic yes black women are magical yes black girls are magical but damn it can a motherfucker be regular sometimes can we can like i got just regular ass shit happening that i never know and never see and i talk to you know my best friend juanza all the time about the stage in life where we're at where you know we are in this very transitional stage of you know kind of understanding and and finding that purpose but still being in the in-betweens of like post-grad blues and but also this this drive and this hunger but then you're now dealing with all these adult things that uh you're experiencing for the first time on your own and i think it's just like to capture that to show that so many people relate to that so many people can speak to that so many people would see themselves in that and i think just putting that out, showing that is all you really can do. But let's get into the show and let's talk about a few things about the show. And okay. so <clears throat> for me, um, I think I think we're, you, we're already at the because I think the season finale with this past week. Six episodes, which I think is, you know, it could have definitely in my mind been more, but I understand. You know, this is how pilots, <laughs> this is how pilots are, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they give you the, they give you your limits. Uh, but. Each and every show had this through line. And oh, for everyone who's not who's not familiar with the show, you should be. If not, I will put you up on game. The main cast being Robin Thede herself, Ashley Nicole Black, Quinta Brunson, and Gabrielle uh, Dennis. And one, I was surprised by Gabrielle Dennis. <laughs> Everybody knows mm-hmm. Gabrielle Dennis for playing Nippy. Everybody knows mm-hmm. Gabrielle Dennis for getting knocked up by Derwin. Everyone knows her for so many other types of roles. Mm-hmm. And she came in here just giving you the funny. You know what I'm saying? Giving yeah, you yeah. a character. I loved how she was so into it that she almost gave you a different voice almost in everything that she played, which I think is I think, yeah, I step. think she <laughs> has some of the best character work, um, yes. in my opinion. Um, and I know a lot of people were probably shocked, like, wow, she's usually doing a dramatic, like a dramatic show, and yes. how can she be funny? But And that just shows you that there's not much of a difference between the comedic world and the dramatic world. It's just that people put a label on you and just yeah. think that you're one thing. Yeah. Um, when actually truth 
in anything you're enacting, truth is what makes it successful. Truth is what make truth is what shows up. And I think she just takes her time in all of her characters and she just grounds them all. And it, it, it actually results in great, funny, comedic work. Period. It's just it's just it's just solid. And so those are the main characters and I love Quinta. Been loving her since oh, since yeah. he got money, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I feel like she was a, she was an instant sensation. She was meant to be doing what she's doing, and and she always gave off that energy of like you're you're supposed to be you know entertaining. Yeah, I'm very like, happy for gift. her and Me her too. whole like the whole route and how it worked out for her. And I do think she's hilarious. Like she has some great moments on the show and it takes me out. Cause I'm like, I don't even think half the time she's really trying. I think she's just a funny person to yes. me. Yes. Um, she's a great at being so matter of fact about things, which I love. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the characters that they gave, like they've given her. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is fun to see. I yeah. love it. I love it. And then you have Ashley Nicole black, who is probably one of the most, I guess, accomplished or awarded <laughs> of the cast members which, right and so probably unknown and and that's <laughs> at what the same time and that's what trips me out robin Thede spoke to this about just not only her but the whole you know staff being she was she literally just said she was like it's not like we had to go far to find these people these people have been working for a long time, long time. have yeah. emmys have emmy nominations have you know golden globe nominations and golden globe winners these are people who have been a part of the industry and who have been doing the damn thing for very they, long they have the top yes. of the top working yes. in this show so it's like there's that's that's why people always push back when they're when you when we get this news from you know whatever publication you know newly uh newly casted show for this that and the third and it's like damn y'all had to get her like that's what it was like y'all really <laughs> couldn't find nobody, nobody else for this specific type of right. story like right. y'all really seen this person there you know what i'm saying because it's either scarlett johansson or like you know somebody else Right. <laughs> for every right. for every role. And it just it baffles me because it's like, I don't know, y'all really not trying. And you know, it's crazy. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who is an actress. She does she does a lot of work here in Chicago. And I remember her coming to me because she had this complex feeling. And she she's Greek and she obviously looks very white. Mm -hmm. And so she had this very complex feeling that she had to express to me. She didn't know how to take it. And she essentially said she was auditioning for this show. She'd been working on it for a long time. And she she knew people who were involved in, you know, in selection process and all these different things. And they kind of pitched to it. It was like, you did good. You did great. But I think they want to, you know, they want the show to be more diverse. So they may, mm -hmm. they may go find someone else, regardless, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of whatever, whatever. And she was just like, she was like, I just did not understand. Like, she was just saying, like, if they, she was, I just didn't understand. If they wanted to make it diverse, they didn't have to do. <laughs> they didn't have to put out audition. They could have just found somebody. And yeah, I told and, her, and that's the. But honestly, that is the industry. Yeah. Like that's the. You you just don't know. Like yeah. you know, they could want a black woman. Yeah. <laughs> then next thing you know, they're like actually, you know, be changing the whole thing. Like that's why I'm like, people don't understand that when you get into this industry, it's not about like, oh, when you, when will you get booked? You know, like when will you get a show? And it's like. It's all a toss-up because there's so many moving parts that we as actors and the mm -hmm. artists and the, the talent have no control over. They can yeah. literally change the entire script. 
and then you're out w- without a job and it has nothing to do with you it's just it's about the networks about what the people who are in power the people who get to put the money in the project wants yeah. and what they think is best yeah and and yeah. that's what I, and that's what I assured I was like the thing about it is you don't need to feel bad about this at all because you're not in the way or not you know feel like you wasted your time because it's for them did they do their due diligence to make sure these you know casting calls were as diverse as they wanted them to be because obviously they wanted this to have to have a, a large selection of different types of people to come in and show and show and prove and they were going to select right. the best person but because the people who showed up were a part of the, the community that you already are a part of they only told the people they know they only told the organizations that they know they didn't reach out and try to really get this certain call and this certain audition call to be as diverse as it could be and so it's it's they have you had to push back at them and push back at your friends or whoever are part of these things and let them know you're not doing enough like now you have to force diversity now you have to find a way to make it happen instead of creating the situation of because there are people out there you know you know plenty of people of color who are trying to get work and they, they come right. from all walks of life. And everybody's trying to get work. Everybody's trying to be placed on somebody's stage, placed in somebody's, you know, show or movie and whatever. They want to get on. They try to credits build up. Put me on. Get me paid. Whatever they got to do. And so I think that's the part that she needed to understand. But I digress. I think for me, let's get into some of the themes and some of our favorite moments of the show. And so... I would love to know the truly the, the 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 I guess the ethos around the invisible black woman <laughs> sketch. Like I only got a few that I want to like run by you because I think I had I had a conversation with uh, House of June on this podcast years ago, and we were talking about I think at that time Lemonade had just came out, and. Mm-hmm. I remember telling them that within some of these visuals and I was getting their opinion, I just had to say to them, like, I enjoy a lot of it, but I definitely feel like the video, the videographers and the DPs and, and, and Beyonce and all these creatives who are part of this certain thing, I feel like they figured out a way to like really take out the male gaze in, in the yeah. work. And I feel like I'm see, I see that a lot more now being done in the most cleverest of ways by, you know, really, you know, subtracting men out of the stories or, or, or choosing specific types of shots. I don't, I like, I feel like this, I, I truly start to feel like I'm really just viewing things happening. I'm not being serviced in any way with what's being, what's being happening. I'm and not how being, it's being presented. Yeah. yeah. And so within that specific sketch, it was like this thing that I just really did not fully understand. Cause I'm like, uh-huh. damn, is this really a thing? Like. It I didn't know. Thing, I didn't. I was like, know, I didn't some, know this was really. Yeah. I didn't know this really was. Some a, black women do really feel like they're yeah. invisible. Like no one truly sees them. And I think that sketch uh, speaks to that and just like exaggerates it to a point where people can see it. Um, I like as a just as a black woman, also as a black woman of size, it also connects in many ways um, to me and sometimes how I felt invisible to people, yeah. men as well as women, just in general. And you're just like y'all can't see me <laughs> like yeah. i'm right here you know and um and then what it feels like 
you know, to actually be seen. The moments when it feels like you actually are seen is it's jarring. You're like, wait, you see me? <laughs> huh? I'm used to, I'm used to, you know, sl- I know how to play this game except no one can see me. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I think each sketch you can like pull back, peel back the layers of comedy and actually have a really, really deep um, conversation of blackness within the world of womanness and um, where those, where these ideas came from in the writing room and what stories are they attached to that actually uh, render traumatic experiences um, that they just, you know, like it's real, like comedy comes from truth. Comedy comes from pain. Comedy comes from trauma. Um, That's about, you know, black people are always known that people who can laugh at their pain and laugh through the joy, you know, that's just something we've had since slavery, (laughs) to be honest. Um, They were still able to sing and dance while working unreasonable hours in the fields and being whipped and losing loved ones and getting babies ripped from them. And so, um, yeah, Invisible Woman is one of those sketches where it's like, oh, this is too close for home. Like, I, it, it's like, I can laugh at it, but then I'm also like, this is uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's real when you feel like you're not being seen. Um, I guess, like, when you feel like you're the common girl, you, you don't have anything to bring to a room. So people just are used to not seeing you. Um, and they think you're all right. And then all of a sudden you get seen, you like, huh? But I love how they make her into like a, like, uh, like a detective, like this yeah. fighting woman. And she's like trying to save the world. And it's, it's hilarious. It's actually hilarious. And I think Ashley does a great job, um, playing this very common, just to herself, cool, calm and collected woman who knows how to play the game because of the cards she, she was dealt that she probably didn't choose herself. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing because I think the 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 discovery in it for me, from my perspective, I think that's why I appreciate it. Things like this sketch, things like Lemonade, because it makes you have to do the work now, have to like find new understanding of what you know for a fact you don't understand in this first viewing. And I think um, it's it's something that I think I talked to. And I always try to say to other men all the time when it comes to them saying out loud, like, yeah, you know, that's dope for women or whatever. That's good for, you know, this and that. And I'm like, why we always do that? Like, why it can't be good for us, too? Because women yeah. don't women do not process things in the world that way. It, all no, the thing, all the things that are happening. Yeah, that's the thing. Like everything, honestly, everything to me, I, I have this conversation a lot with my sister stems back to the system, to the foundation of slavery and mm-hmm. white, um, white, super, uh, white superiority mm-hmm. and, and pay, like patriarchy. Because if you think about it, there's a totem pole in my world, in my mind. It's the white man, the white woman, the black man, then the black woman. Yeah. And so anybody above you is who, you, is who your gaze is toward. Yeah. Anybody above you is who you have to think about. Anybody below you, you don't have to think about. The person below you is the person who usually is supporting you. Because exactly. they have to think about you. In their exactly. world, in order for them to move, you have to move first. So if black women in this totem pole idea is under the black man, then a, the black man does not have to think about the black woman. Exactly. The black man can use the black woman. The black man cannot see the black woman because the black woman sees 
him and that's enough. And that's the support he needs to climb to the top to mm-hmm. get to where he's going and so on with the white woman and the white man. And so everything stems from that system and that foundation. And a lot of people don't want to talk about how it is the most slavery was the smartest thing mm-hmm. ever invented and created because 500, 600 years from now, we are still, still our minds, not even just our bodies. But when you can control someone's mind, that is a powerful thing. The mind mm-hmm. is a powerful thing and a tool. And our minds are still programmed in that world and in that fashion. Yes. So, yes, black men, I, I'm not surprised that some black women are saying, oh, yeah, that's a black lace sketch show. That's great for women. When, yeah. in fact, if it was a black man sketch show, women would be like, yes, brother. Yeah. Yes, brother. Because yeah. we're programmed to do that. Yeah. I think for me, I always push back and say, you know, I'm inspired by this. I see myself in this. Great. Because because I think this this separating ourselves is why we, I think, for a lot of ways, have so much trouble kind of, you know, coming to a common ground to move forward together and, and be side by side in that movement. And I think that's the reason why calling this a black lady sketch show specifically is powerful because... In terms of the world, when you talk about blackness, black man is really the definition of what that is. Because it's mm. what our problems are, what affects us the most. And it's right. always an afterthought. How to move y'all forward. Yeah, because it's like, it's not about that there are black mothers who have to raise these kids. It's about, damn, the, the black mothers need help because they're raising sons. Sons. <laughs> who may okay. end up in the system. And I, I think a lot of people don't ever catch that language, try to figure out yeah. why there's always this kind of, you know, pushing to the side and it's missing out of certain things. And I, it trips me out. It trips me the hell out. And I think, I think that's why I feel like, you know, it's, 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 it's very important for people to, you know, to understand and be well read in certain things, but also take the time out to take a step back and look at themselves on what they do and how they approach life and how they look at life and what they expect from life. Because nine times out of 10, you'll be able to see and get all the answers that you need by looking at yourself. But to stay on, stay on topic about black women, another sketch that I, that I loved and it may be one of my favorite sketches within the whole entire show. Okay. (sighs) And it's because sweet shout out to FX yet again, because of, the inspiration in the in the in the bigness of the show pose on FX. Oh inspired <laughs> and because of, you know, ballroom culture and all these things coming to the forefront, it inspired this specific sketch called The Basic Ball. Which yeah, I the thought basic bowl. which I thought was hilarious. It was smart. Yes, it, was it was very was, smart. Very and, smart. And it builds. It bit be, like if you like I've never like I feel like not so often in shows do you get a chance to really build up and build up. Like, you think that was the punchline. You think that was it. Okay, we're going to just kind of give you a good beat. Okay, okay, set up beat. But it really felt like it just kept building and got funnier and funnier and funnier. It did. It and, did. And it was just so many beautiful things. Just like, I literally just went to my girlfriend's family reunion. Her mama was that daddy who was passing out them damn matching t-shirts that I did not want to wear, but I wore it. <laughs> I, I, just being awkward in the body was one of my favorite <laughs> That's <ones. laughs> hilarious. I'm talking about 
just being able to make fun and have that observational comedy, but being but filtering it through this very creative lens, I think is something that's beautiful. I think it's something that's showing oh, appreciation, yes. Smart. Homage. It keeps it relevant. It, um, everything. It pays homage to to that show. It makes you be like, wait, what? What? What inspired that show? Oh, this show pose, and then it's like, oh wow, like yeah. So many connections, you know, and I think. I just love stuff like that because I just thought with so many layers within this, I hope this gets nominated for whatever it gets nominated for. I hope one of these sketches oh, obviously yeah. get nominated for something. They better. They and, better. Like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's give it up because they definitely provided something in the middle of the summer that we could all enjoy. And yes, all get into. which was smart to give it to us during the summer. It was, yes. That was smart. Yes, there was a void being insecure, not there. You know, it, the the you had so many other things that went off for the first time, or just really, it was an interesting right. summer. It was a I very mean, interesting well, summer. I mean, I honestly think like they did that because insecure wasn't in for that sure. spot. Like sure. Issa Rae is one of the producers for the show, so it, it was smart, and that is how you you put your sister on. Yes, okay. I'm a walk. I'm we, we I'm walk with you to this thing. We're going to get there together. We're going to make sure this is right. And I right. love the attention to detail. I love the the way that they sold every single thing within that sketch and within so many other sketches. But tell me, what is a sketch that stood stood out to you that you go to that's like, this is the one, this is one that I would have loved to have been a part of, so on and so forth. Oh! First of all, I would love to be in that show. Plug, plug. <laughs> um... Ooh, 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 my favorite sketch. I Okay, I loved the gang-banging sketch when it was all just trying to be better better people. You know, like, I think they were, like, talking about putting in job applications who yeah. needed help, but they were all, like, dressed like Bloods and Crips, but mm -hmm. they were all in pink. That I think that just sent me. Just the simplicity of that scene was really smart. And, like, the spokesperson, Gabrie um, Gabrielle Denise's character, um, she was like standing on a treadmill as a podium. Yes. And I love, I think the reason why I love that one so much is because the last moment when she like exiles Quinta's character out and like Quinta just literally like, like Damn. gangster walking down the driveway, like real slow. It, it took me out. That's one of my favorite skits <laughs> right now. Like that one's funny. Yeah. I love that one. I love that one. But I, I, I love, one thing that I remember vividly. And it's something that I learned later on in life that was such a um, a traditional, very historical thing to be done. And that's uh, the act of, you know, playing in different roles and stepping into roles uh, outside of what you are. And I remember in in uh, elementary school, we had this troupe and this kind of, I guess, traveling acting group come to entertain my elementary school and they mm -hmm. came and did all these uh i remember they did like little mermaid and they did a few different like things of disney or things of like just old stories that we would be familiar with just to entertain us and mm -hmm. all of them were women so they played oh, every wow. role yeah they played every role no matter if they were a man or not and i thought and i never and i remember not ever seeing that as strange i just just i think only reason I knew it, I knew it because they all came out at the end and kind of bowed and they were all undone at that point. And I'm like, oh, 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 okay. And, but I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm six. So you, 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 being, being able to see that and then 
later on being high school, being in middle school, learning about Shakespeare, learning about these different uh, playwrights of the past and finding out that that is how certain things were done. Everyone played everything. No, yep. matter what you, uh, yeah. no matter what you were because you had to become this thing. And I think I love, 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 love that they were very strategic in when it came to the actors that they chose to play a certain role and, and play a certain yeah. part and when they were just going to play that role and play that part and um and i thought it was just a beautiful thing because they did it within them playing men them playing queer and i just think those are the types of things that you want out of a sketch show because there's this 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 fearlessness yeah, there's no bounds there's range. no box it shows range and you the story gets to be told and it shows talent and it showcases black women in a different way that we're not that we don't typically see all the time, you know. Yes. So it's it's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing. It's it's groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. So this last this last uh, episode gave us something that I thought was very clever too, featuring someone who has liked a few of my tweets, and I, I'm so proud to say it. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yeah. On, I think the name of the sketch was uh, a black lady courtroom. Yes, courtroom Kiki, a black lady courtroom. Yeah. Yes. I thought <laughs> I thought that was extremely um, a, a great way to end the uh, the whole like put that one into the ending of the show. Yeah, and I also love that Brisha Well was featured on that because she is a talent, and I just really want her to get her flowers because she I got to see her do a live one woman show. She's really talented, and I can't wait to see what's next for her. I love I um, love how I love how loud she is. Like I, I, I love her. I love like I am I am a true, true, true praise and worshiper of women. And I've always been that way. And I've like always had to like I've grown in certain appreciations for the smallest of things. Like and and I didn't know I didn't know it was such a, a, a I guess a flattering thing until I started just tweeting stuff out <laughs> like like yeah. like like speaking towards you know women who have a certain tone of voice and all these different things because I think those things are like what make you unique and what make you beautiful. So I love somebody who's loud. I love somebody who has a distinctive voice. Someone who has a raspy voice like Ava DuVernay. Juwan's actually yeah. a, um, um, was a PA on the set. I think it was a Wrinkle in Time. And he was like, and I was so jealous because he was just telling me all about. I'm like, bro, oh, that's amazing. I know, like, I, I admire, it. I admire it in so many ways. But I know, I know, I'm just being, I just let, I would just be like, Ava DuVernay is talking to me right now. Yeah. Like to me, and I would be so captured by that moment. And I think what's beautiful about that specific sketch to me is just like they captured so much with of what the show is. Yeah. It yeah, was, in that one sketch. Just in that one sketch, and just like this don't ever happen. This is a, this is historical, and then you gotta you got used to like, come on, y'all, can, can, what are you, uh, what y'all doing? Why y'all singing? My case, like, I don't think they would even appreciate you doing this. What's going on? And right. It was. It's a beautiful thing. I think it's so necessary. I thought it was just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But also the through line. Throughout the show was the, it's oh the end yeah of the, world. the end of the world yeah it's the end of the world and they're they keep it's, it's treated as kind of like the the transitional part of the show uh, just to something to kind of you know go in between and I think the cool interesting part about that it, it felt it felt very um, reminiscent of uh, of what I feel like you've seen in like the last season of uh, Key and Peele 
because there was like oh. a, there, there was this kind of ongoing storyline that kind of followed you throughout the the last seasons. They were literally just driving in this car to nowhere, and they literally just were just talking and somewhat introducing almost every sketch that then followed. And, oh wow! Okay. And this, but in this, I thought it was interesting because it wasn't always that. It was genuinely a story on its own. Yeah, and it talks and it, and it showcases a lot of black women conversation that we yes. have like in closed like closed doors, which is great and smart and like also another way to push the agenda of what the show stands for and what they're trying to do. And yeah, it, it is. I can't wait to see what ha- like. I'm just really interested in see like okay where is this taking us you know yeah and and I think it's 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 keen and it's it's very essential to you know make a point of you know black women are gonna cer- certainly survive you know the apocalypse right we're gonna be the one yep we'll, sure we will be the ones to have to survive and Bye. have to figure yep. and, and be and and almost to me I I think I placed and I probably projected the the point of they're probably going to also have the responsibility to figure out what's going to happen out what's, next. Yeah. Like how the world yeah. is going to get fixed now. Because it's right. like, well, I mean, you guys are always, you know, and then in that moment is when they get their praises. In that moment, that's yep. when acknowledgement happens. And I don't know if they're going to write it this way. And if they do, mark my words, I called it. You heard it here first. You called but that's what it. I, but that's what I believe is going to happen. Like, people, they're going to eventually leave the house and find people. And these people are going to expect them to be the somewhat of their saviors in a way. And these people right. are going to be a very, you know, come from various swaths of life. And I think um, it's going to really truly be this kind of, but you're like the most educated, you know, demographic in the world right now. You guys right. have been through so much. Black women are the strongest, blah, 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 and this and that. What's up with that magic that you got? Stuff like that is, I think, kind of where I see them going. They going, that. yeah. And I think it would be a very telling thing, but I think they already... I think I like the way that they play on those real life kind of, you know, interesting and hard topics to talk about. Another sketch, another sketch, <laughs> another sketch that they had on this last episode was when you're patronizing a black business. Oh, my God. That thing was hilarious. It was hilarious. And I don't know if you noticed throughout the season, they was giving you that uh, that good, good drips and drops of dark comedy. That was yep, very, which know, I love too. Which I love it as well because I think they're the, that's the um, the genius that I feel like people had had to realize when it came to somebody like Jordan Peele, who was like, okay, so there's a person who is funny, but he understands suspensefulness. He understands, mm-hmm. you know, horror. He understands the you know the awkwardness and the the intensity of a specific situation. And I think they certainly, certainly had the flavor and the taste for that type of uh that type of thrilling but there's still this kind of odd creation of creating making still making you want to laugh in this moment of like what the hell is going on like it's and i think giving you the range they're presenting a range of laughter a range of emotion and i think that's all what comedy is as well because sometimes a response isn't the comedy isn't always a response of just a, a cackle outside but like a right. real true like oh shit like what's about to happen like damn they really got me they really got me scared for a minute i think in that in that it gave you those elements and i thought that was a beautiful beautiful thing but i want to know what do you think about that sketch specifically in terms of what it was telling us like I guess from a, in a real life standpoint, because I think it was a lot mm-hmm. of things being said in that, and just how the whole thing came about that 
a lot of us talk about in real life. Well, yeah, you know, when you're trying to support black businesses, yes. it can feel, it can be hell, yes. <laughs> literally. It can. And, you know, we know each other. We know black people. We be on CP time. We be doing, you know, we, we, we know each other. And, we, yes. and when you really try to, like, keep a keep a jolly attitude about, like, nope, it's okay. These are our people. We're going to put it to the black dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes the reason why that idea of, like, support black businesses has not taken off is because of sometimes, you know, some black businesses aren't run in the best way. It doesn't invite us to come back and support you know our our people mm-hmm. and so i thought it was funny i did not i could not have foreshadowed the whole purgatory idea nah, i think man. that was great to like kind of like merge both into one yep. but also kind of like say something about it like because it'd be hell sometimes <laughs> um so yeah i think it was smart it was smart and it was funny because they were really just trying to like stay optimistic the whole time until it just became a little too much. Like, you gotta go to the drink lady. The drink lady don't got iced tea, but they got warm tea with ice and hot tea without, and it's sweet or unsweetened. And, like, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was hilarious, because there, there is always this very, like, very abnormal custom or procedure at some black-owned restaurants that you'd be like, huh? Like, sweet, I got... So so hold on, you say we gotta go do what? Or we gotta, we gotta write go it down or we, we gotta, gotta write it down. We gotta you know, go tell the person at the front and then come back and then you're gonna, you gonna bring us our food instead of just telling you or like just something that we that alt I guess in retrospect probably makes their life easier, but makes us like this is odd, It's like okay. the reason why I came to eat out was because I didn't wanna do all this work. I didn't wanna do nothing. I don't wanna have I wanna like, do I yeah, I wanted to sit and just. <laughs> That's it. I don't want to have to get up. I don't want to have to come and find you. I don't want to get up. I don't right. want to have to do nothing. I want to sit down and eat your food and give you a great yelp of you and tell my mama to come. And you call it a day. And That's call it, it a day. Because that's what I end up doing when I go other places. I'm like, yeah, we didn't even know this was going to be this good. This is good. Like, we need to come right. back. You know? But I, I do think there is something to be said about that. Uh, me and my girl Lily battle about that conversation all the time. Just she was like, I just don't know sometimes like what it is if it's like if black people just like it. She she sees it as like a chicken or the egg type of situation. Like, is it we already is it already the expectation that you know things are gonna be bad? Is there are oh, is it, or is it yeah. this or is it this fact that things are bad and we don't want to you know always say that or put that on them because we always want to cut some slack. And I think for me, it's certainly a you know a, a, a you know a person to person, a situation to situation type of thing because I do think there uh, there are a lack of resources with some of these instances. There and for some things, honestly, for some things, I guess it's my my southern ways. I don't mind them being very kind of like lowbrow and very simple and and low maintenance of a certain place because. It's not a fancy thing to do, and that's what makes it a very you know uh, have it have so much culture in it. It's like right, you, you go get right. you some you know go to the chicken spot, and they and they 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 familiar. They 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 talking to you. They may be talking to you aggressively because they like, baby, what do you want? You don't know what you want. We got ten things, ten things. Pick, you know, like, and I think depending on what it is, it's kind of like okay, I can level with you. I can level with you because this is like I'm paying. I'm about to pay five dollars for a, you know for some chicken. 
right, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna treat you like I'm at the roost, Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, hold on, what's going on? You guys didn't give me any, you know, plastic wear, you know, and all like, right, no, it's like right, okay, right. I'm, a, I'm a level with you because your food, is, your food is actually good, and I and and when there comes to the the other. Because when there are when because the, there are examples within every other type of food that isn't a black owned business that we just deal with go to a very rustic type of restaurant that's very you know weird and odd in the way that you have to go about things but we just give it a chance we give it a shot you go get you some Chinese food and they all types of whatever to you sometimes and you're trying to figure out why you just can't get some extra sauce and it's like look you gave me two packs of soy sauce like I don't think I like that's that's what like I got all this food just two packs what's going on I think you know you see a lot of these things in small businesses all the time, but I think we take it personal when it comes to our own. And I think yes. instead of us always, I guess in my mind, and I guess I, I guess a part of my own personal mission, instead of me always kind of condemning them and coming at them, I try to my best to like sit myself back and be like, I wonder like, if I could go talk what? to somebody. If I see, was, yeah. See if or I if that like, was yeah. me, what could I have really handled it better? You yeah. Know? Cause, Cause, it's like I ain't never ran a restaurant before, and this really might be somebody's first time ever trying to do this shit. Do it as and, well. And then on top of that, it might be someone who created this, left it to someone, and they don't even know this is what goes on on a day to day. You got to right. come on Thursday when you know when 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 Letitia, who the owner, come through, and this place is nice and great. You get the best service. That's why the Yelp reviews so tossed up. You get some fives, you get some some twos in there because they was there when Letitia was there. You know, and it's. It just is what it is, but I do love that they gave us that. And I, and I truly hope that with the success of this first season, that they get a cool, great, you know, maybe 13, maybe, you know, however many episodes, you know what I'm saying, where they can really get their shit off and really talk about even more things. Because I think they definitely, like I said, I really felt like, I don't think they it was a play safe. I think they kept it very real. They gave you, they gave you those quick, they know, we know these things are going to hit. They gave you they gave you that low hanging fruit for a lot yes, of for, for black on, women. Fruit. But I think they're gonna definitely turn the dial just by the way that they are leaning into and very aware of what the hell is happening and what mm-hmm. can be done and and what bounds they've kind of they have have really stretched their bounds out to really none. So I think it's a beautiful show. And yeah. I, I just I just think it's something that is necessary and needed right now. And I just wanna see it. I just really wanna see it. But before I let you go, we, I want you to tell me about a sketch. I'm going to give you an idea and you and you give me an idea and I give you one. Oh, I already got one. I'm finna write it. So, I already got one. Okay. Let me know and I'm going to think of mine. Okay, cool. <clears throat> mine is going to be called Nigga Buster. Nigga Buster. It, oh, Lord. Nigga Buster. Um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's Basically, the black lady version of Ghostbuster. Oh, where we bust fuck niggas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, it's three women. They are the the main uh, nigga busters of nigga busters uh, enterprises, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a call center. So basically, when a woman's going through something with said uh, brother, they will call in. They will uh, ask for a certain department. It could be department uh niggas with girlfriends it can be part niggas with no jobs it can be you know like niggas who cheat and so you get you know phoned into that department and then depending on the 
severity of your case, it can be sent up to the nigga busters to handle because it's so huge. Mm. And so basically the niggas busters, what they do is they go to the black woman who's in distress and they do like this whole kind of like waiting to exhale, like sisterhood bonding thing to build them back up, to let them know like you're loved girl, like don't call him. And then they go out to bust that nigga. Okay. And give him some things that he's missing, you know, throw him some respect, you know, like some like, like blast him with water, like, like respect water or uh, take him to church, you know, throw some holy oil on him, you know, like, you know, stuff like that, which I think is hilarious. I think that's already too good. And definitely, it definitely beats the one I think, uh, <laughs> the one that I came up with, because thinking about a, a all black female cast of just, beautiful black women who come from all different walks of life immediately in my mind for the sketch that they should do because we have yet to see this happen in real life again. And that is to spoof the legends, uh, luncheon that Oprah did in what? 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good one. I can't remember. It was in the early 2000s. Are you talking about the one where Pat LaBelle started singing? All of that. So they're going to do a, they're going to do a modern day legends. They're going to do a modern day legends lunch. That's hilarious. You see what I'm saying? And what's going to happen is, is that in my mind, I see this as a very kind of long winded sketch that's essentially just leading up to a very, very upset as hell. Oprah, because there's this, there's this infighting and this feuding happening because people, they remember the last one. And they was like, look, we played it cute. And look, we just passed this mic around. We didn't even know this was going to happen. Oprah didn't tell us it was going to happen, but happen. I'm ready now. And I'm not worried about it. Oh. I heard, it was like, is Beyonce going to be here? She is. She ain't. Okay, cool. We're going to keep it moving. That's okay, funny. So, and so in my mind, I see them kind of, you jumping around, having different people play uh, very, like they, they're in what they're in, playing what they're playing, <laughs> playing whoever they're playing, playing these significant people. And it's very, very apparent by either by a, a very signature hairstyle, oh, a very signature dress. You, and they you. keep jumping around from That's person funny. to person, table to table. You maybe have like a sprinkle of, uh, sprinkle of kind of men who are there kind of just like eating, you know what they're doing? They're eating that, uh, you know, that gift with uh, safari. It's eating that lettuce. Oh, yeah. You just got yep. men on there just like eating lettuce, just hearing this shit happening, playing, you know, playing those kind of complimentary well, look, Robin roles. Robin need to hit us up. We got sketches. We got this. sketches ideas. Come and then get the, us. The last beat, the very last beat is them, is a mad Oprah and her shutting things down and everything getting quiet. And then her turning around telling the band to play something. And then they just pan up to the sky and all you see is somebody playing Aretha playing some of those, you know, falling. Oh, and they just like, yeah. they sound flat to me, but beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. And keep it moving, oh, you know, clap, 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 clap. Oh, that's funny. I and like I, that. and that's, that's what I see would be a very dope thing that they're going to do. Because I just feel like, how often do you, because SNL can't do that. They don't have enough black women to even try to play off something like that. And I think that's something that would be, every time it goes on the timeline, people forever are sharing it because it was such a damn moment. Literally, there, I literally listened to a podcast. I think it was The Nod. Yeah, I think it was the, a podcast called The Nod, where they literally did a whole podcast talking about that specific moment, talking about that specific Oprah special, because there's never been anything that well put together and legendary where you have all these significant individuals who a lot of them aren't even with us today in the same place, literally just 
praising women and, and celebrating women of all throughout the generations from all who who uh, who specialize in all these different things like like Michelle was there before she was Michelle Obama like the first lady you have all right. these different people right. who are there who are the most significant individuals of those of that year and prior to from Alicia Keys to Mariah Carey and they, the fact that they had these very impromptu moments of them singing to each other and singing out in this very praising way, I think it's it, it plays on a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm trying my best. You know, I'm, 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 I've been in the podcast for a long time, but it's it is time for me to pull out my like screenwriter's pen. And, oh um, yes, right. Yeah, I do, I do. I gotta, I gotta get back on my shit. But Juwan's always pushed. He's he's my like. Jiminy Cricket when it comes to screenwriting. He was like, hey, bro, you need to write that down. Oh, that's it. He was like, oh, you going to use that? That's it. Like, <laughs> but, <Right. laughs> but no, before I before I let you go, I would, you have to tell everyone how they can follow you, how they can support you, how they can pay a black woman named Bria Henderson in some way, shape, or form. I just need yes. to let them know that. You can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at, um, <laughs> at Bria Simone, and that's B R I A S A M O N E, Bria Simone. And I'm also on Twitter at actress, actress, A C T R E S S, the number two, society, S O C I E T Y. I love it. I love it. I miss you, Bria. And I miss you too, Rodney. Yes, yes, yes. You gotta let sir. me know when you come to the West Coast. I definitely will. I definitely yes. will. And um I definitely will make sure I, you know, keep supporting you, letting you know when you're doing beautiful Same. and great things. Same. Because it's, Same. it's I feel like we have to let each other know, especially because we there's so much when it comes to like diminishing progress. Like you may not be exactly the at the end goal at the top of the hill but the fact that you on the way up is way better than where you uh, were you see what i'm saying you, i feel like you. we have to remind each other that we're way we're past where we started and we're in the middle of the race and we can't get discouraged on us not being there when we felt like we should be or feeling like certain things are happening too slow or whatever it may be the fact that you're on this show you're fresh you, you know you were fresh out of school and you're in la you're in the mix you're in the scene and you're doing things in your way. I think it's a beautiful thing. You're doing all the things right. And you're meant to be there. And I love you Thank so much. You. And I certainly will be one of your biggest supporters. And sing all your praises. For sure. Like, y'all know I know her, right? You know what Yay. I'm saying? Go ahead and go subscribe. Make and sure y'all go same. listen to that. You know what I'm saying? Same. But, same. Sending love back to you. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. You can listen to the, soul, the, the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. That's Simply King. Everywhere podcasts are available um, from Apple Podcasts to Google Play to Spotify. Make sure you leave a review for a brother and keep keep on sharing it on. I appreciate everybody who checked out last week's episode with Travis Squire, a filmmaker, photographer, who we nerded out the whole episode talking about a whole bunch of Marvel <laughs> shit. Right, but, right. But make sure you listen to all previous archived episodes because those shits are good. Most of those shows are ever green and can be listened to at any point in time because that's the type of content I'm trying to give y'all. Not just things you gotta listen to in the moment, but things you can go back to. But love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. I'm Rodney Perry also known as King and this is Simply King. Peace. Don't get mad,
hope